second thing, the faith in Christ show. Jesus says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And that is the only place where we find true and complete freedom. And that's in the Son of God, Jesus the Messiah. Welcome everyone to the program today. Today we're going to look at um, Matthew chapter 16. We're going to look at about four verses beginning with verse 13. And I'm going to be reading from the ESV and it reads like this. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to stop right there. That's verses 13 through 18 in Matthew chapter 16, reading from the ESV. And I just want to spend a few moments uh, going through this passage. It happened to be in my uh, reading today, and I just thought I'd take a few minutes to share my thoughts with you. And we find that uh, Jesus in this district of uh, Caesarea Philippi is in a Gentile territory, and he asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? And he calls himself by his favorite name, the Son of Man. And they respond by saying, you know, some people say you're John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, maybe Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. And uh, as, we, as I thought about that and read about that, I, I said it's interesting that um, they are correct in that uh, they're describing Jesus as a prophet for he certainly is, but the part that they don't have correct is that they think he's an old uh, prophet that has died and come back to life, when in fact he it was, is none of those things, although he is uh, a prophet with a capital P, for Jesus fulfilled um, all uh, three offices. He was prophet, priest, and king and is today and um but he <clears throat> excuse me he goes on to say that is jesus who do you say that i am and it's interesting uh that jesus goes from asking the disciples uh what are people saying about me and uh they give him his response and i think it was just a lead-in question by jesus to get to this one to get to this question, which is the most important question that will ever cross your mind. And the answer to that question will determine where you spend eternity, heaven or hell. There are only two locations. And will you have a real true purpose that you are aware of and can work toward and for in this life? And the answer is, if you answer this question correctly, and we'll go through the rest of the scripture and believe that Jesus is the Messiah and repent of your sins, you will have eternal life. Jesus says, all, all those that come to me, I will no wise turn out, turn away. 
And um, he doesn't care about the number of your sins. He doesn't care about the egregiousness of your sins. When I say he doesn't care, certainly he cares about sin. That's why he came. What I'm saying is the depth of your sin, the quantity of your sin, the breadth of your sin is not great enough. A hundred, a thousand times the breadth and depth of your sin is not great enough that the love of Jesus and the blood that he shed on the cross will not cover those sins and protect you and guarantee you an eternity in heaven. Uh, And it's just an incredible, wonderful thing. You will become born again when you do this. You will become a new creation. The old will be gone and the new will come. You will also have a purpose in this life. What's that purpose? That purpose is to glorify God and to enjoy him. We are incapable of enjoying God the way he intended it if we are not one of his children. And um, what happens if you answer that question incorrectly? Oh, like the like the people answered it. Oh, he's John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah. Maybe he's another prophet. The Muslims say that uh, Jesus was a prophet. But they don't believe uh, that he was what we are about and is what we are about to read. And uh, that separates the sheep from the goats. That separates the wheat from the chaff. And uh, without Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord, um, you will, in fact, according to the Word of God, spend an eternity in hell apart from all good, apart from all light, uh, apart from all caring and love, and you will be banished to hell forever and ever, a bottomless pit, a dark bottomless pit where there is weeping and gnashing of the teeth, where, where the worm never dies. You never ever are released from eternal torment. Simon Peter replies to the Lord when Jesus asks him, who do you say that I am? He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now that is exactly the correct answer. Jesus begins his response to to Simon Peter's reply by saying, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Yes, You are correct, Simon Barjona. You've hit the nail on the head. I am indeed the Christ. I am the Messiah. I am the anointed one. I am the promised one. And I have come to do the work of my Father, and that is to open the door of heaven to all all those that would repent and believe. And yes, I am the Son of the living God. Jesus says to Simon Barjona, you're blessed for saying that. But flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You think, Peter, that you were able to answer this question correctly of your own uh, understanding and your own mind? Sorry. Jesus said, sorry. That's not how you answered correctly, Peter. Well, then how did Peter answer correctly? Jesus tells him. He said, this correct answer was revealed to you by my Father who is in heaven. Only the Father, through his Spirit, only he can remove the blinders from our eyes and unplug our ears that we may see and hear Jesus for all that he is and then receive the faith from the Lord to believe on the work that Jesus did on the cross. And there you have it. 
it we you know uh paul tells us in in ephesians he says um that um we are saved by grace through faith not at ourselves not of ourselves why because paul tells us uh faith believing in jesus is a gift of god and from god and not of works nothing of ourselves why because then we would be able to boast and Paul essentially is saying, heaven forbid, all the work is done by Jesus. All the saving is on God's side of the ledger. We are the recipients, those who have been called, those that respond to that call, receive the tremendous blessing through God's grace and love and the work that Jesus did on the cross to become his child never to be forgotten about, never to uh, never to have God walk away from us, for he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And then he goes on to say in verse 18, I tell you, Peter, uh, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, this verse, verse 18 in Matthew 16, may very well be the most debated single verse in the Bible or in the New Testament, it's definitely debated. And we have people on all sides of uh, interpretations. Let's take the incorrect interpretation first. And that is the one that the Catholic Church takes. And they say that Jesus is saying to Peter, you're the rock, Peter. You're the rock. I'm going to build my church on you. And you, Peter, are just the first rock of many rocks that are going to come. And the Catholic Church would call those subsequent rocks the popes. Well, I, you know, it's almost impossible to uh, grab that point of view from this scripture. I understand, uh, you know, that it's possible to come up with that interpretation, but here's why that's completely wrong. Peter is not a rock, okay? And I understand the play on words uh, between stone and rock that Jesus uses. Peter never calls himself a rock. Peter is not a rock. Peter only calls Jesus the rock. If Peter was a rock, we're going to read not in the not-too-distant future in the Gospels that Peter walked away from Jesus and denied Jesus. Does that sound like a rock to you? That doesn't sound like a rock to me. That sounds like a sinful human being. Yes, he was fulfilling the words of the Lord, and it took Jesus himself to forgive Peter and reinstate Peter and give Peter his calling. But what took place? Peter denied the Lord three times. I can't come up with that being a rock. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is called the rock in the in the Gospel of Matthew more than once. I think he's called the rock about a dozen times in the New Testament. And, of course, we have Old Testament verses uh, that we know through the New Testament. When, when, uh, when we talk about um, the water that came out of the rock, um, in when the when the Israelites were in the uh, desert, you know, Paul tells us that rock was Jesus. You know this flowing water, and we 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 know from the New Testament scriptures that living waters will flow from us, given to us by the Holy Spirit through our faith in Jesus. Peter's not the rock; 
Jesus is the rock. And so either Jesus is telling Peter on this rock, in other words, on me, uh, this church is going to be built on me, right? I'm the cornerstone. The The apostles m- may be a foundation, if you will, as they uh, spread the gospel, but Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the rock, capital R, on which our entire faith rests. Now, you may say this, and I would have a hard time arguing against it, and that is that this rock that Jesus is talking about is not only the confession that Peter made, but the fact that it was the Father that revealed who Jesus was to him. The rock of that confession, the rock, the rock solid uh, knowledge that the Father calls all to his Son, that he, in his good graces decides to call and he and he alone uh, again takes the scales off our eyes and unplugs our ears that we may see Jesus for who he is and hear the blessed gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and believe and believe that's the rock uh, that Jesus is talking about here always pointing back to himself he is the answer And that's what I gleaned from my uh, reading today. And I hope that um, if there was any doubt in your mind as to what verse 18 means, that maybe I lent a little knowledge or uh, maybe it raised some questions in your mind. Uh, Dig into the Word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and He most certainly will. Even though He used men to pen the words, these are the words of the Holy Ghost. These are the thoughts of God that he chose to share with us for us to have forever. And uh, that's where we go to find the answers. We go back to the word of God. And, uh, you know, I'm not a theologian, um, not even close. I don't know Hebrew. I don't know Greek. And um, I have no more help in the scriptures uh, other than the blessed Holy Spirit who... um, who, is, uh, who has helped me so often in the scriptures, and, uh, and he's uh, allowed me to have some, uh, uh, acquire some commentaries that uh, are written by godly men who have spent a lifetime studying the word of God, and they've shared the knowledge that the Holy Spirit has given them, and I've had the uh, wonderful opportunity to be able to have some of those before me and, and to glean some of the knowledge that they've Uh, written down as well. But ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit that will guide us in our knowledge of the scriptures. So uh, let's close this session in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for all those that are listening. And Father, made this brief discussion on just a couple of verses in the Gospel of Matthew. Have uh, blessed those that are listening. May you receive the glory for everything that we've said and everything that will come about from what we do for you. And uh, we just pray all these things in the blessed and precious and wonderful name of your Son, our Messiah, our Anointed One, the Christ. His name is Jesus. Amen and amen.